Welcome to episode 151 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston. Welcome back to another episode. Um, my resource on repeat this week has been uh, Kiwi Speech made some things for older students doing articulation, and it has tier two vocabulary and has it at um, different levels and putting it in conversation and things like that. So I've used that. I can't remember now if I've shared that before. I don't think I have, but it's been one that I've used a lot this week. She has it for S and she has it for R in a packet that's a PDF. Um, So that's been one that's really helpful. But I did have a fail today that I had to share Uh as well. I was doing that packet and the packet was great. It was working really well with a student that's working, um, that's in middle school working on R's. And, but I decided to pair it just to do something fun with Uno usually is a big hit. Um, it mm-hmm. took me about three times of him mixing up red and green for me to ask him if he was colorblind. <laughs> so I p- tried to play Uno with a student that was colorblind <laughs> and it didn't go so well. Like, do you actually know how to play Uno, son? <laughs> I was like, you're in middle school. You should know your colors. Oh, you're colorblind. My bad. So that was a first for me. <laughs> that I, you know, am letting you guys learn from my mistakes mm. that maybe check if your student is colorblind before you play a color-based game. <laughs> but did you, I'm sure you asked him, do you want to play Uno? And he said probably yes, right? He said yes. He didn't okay. say anything about not playing Uno. And then he he was surprised that I didn't, I don't, he may have told me before it or may have came up at an IEP meeting that he's colorblind, but I did not remember that. So he's like, didn't you know I was colorblind? <laughs> Like, and I just had to laugh and be like, that was so rude of me to suggest mm. that we played. So we still played Uno. I just would say, like, this one's red. This one's green. <laughs> we made it work. It was still fun. So, <laughs> But that was that was my fail of the day that I just had to share because it was it was just so great. Well, I, I've had a couple of those. I, I remember one time I was working with a uh, preschooler and had. The, the the father in the session with me coaching him and then we we're going to read a book and sadly he had to say i can't read oh, and it was so rough. embarrassing you know yeah. for me and for him but you know kind of but also sad so it was not good yeah <laughs> but that was one of my things so always kind of check you know yeah. for parents yeah. you know make sure they can read yeah and now we need to make sure their kids are not colorblind. They're not too. colorblind before you play Uno. <laughs> uh, well, we all have those days. We all yeah. have those sessions. Um, and on the show today, on the podcast, we have Dana Sanders from Next Level Speech. Uh, she's going to talk to us about her practice and Next Level. And they're doing some great stuff. They're in, what, 18 states now, I think she mentioned, and uh, based out in Seattle. So I'm anxious to hear more from Dana. Hi, it's Todd Houston. I'm a co-host of Telepractice Today with my dear friend, Kim Allen. 
And I just wanted to take a moment and ask you a favor. You see, we at the 3C Digital Media Network, yes, and I am also the CEO of 3C, as we call it, we need you. We need you to maybe develop a webinar that we could distribute for you. Or maybe it's a course that you have in mind that you'd like to share your knowledge and skills. We would want to do that with you. We can help you distribute, produce, and distribute all of those things. We have blogs that you could do. Maybe you want to start in this whole wild world of online publishing and online media, and you want to start with a blog. We would be very happy to host that blog on our website. So if you have some ideas about blogging or a webinar or maybe a course that you'd like to offer, or maybe you have an idea for a totally new podcast. You may not know this, but we actually produce five podcasts and it's growing. And so who knows? Maybe you have an idea for a podcast. We would love to talk to you. In fact, I would love to talk to you. I would love to showcase what you're doing, your knowledge and skills, no matter what it might look like. Course, webinar, podcast, blog, doesn't really matter. You can reach out to me at Todd at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com. That's T-O-D-D at the number 3, 3C, C as in cat, digitalmedianetwork.com, and I will be in touch. Thank you for considering this, and we'll talk soon. Well, Dana, welcome to the podcast. Can you share more about your background? Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so I have been a speech therapist, oh gosh, since 2012, um, and I worked, uh, mainly middle school, secondary, they've got a special place in my heart, um, for about 10 years before I started to dabble into teletherapy. Um, and then I did a little bit of both schools and teletherapy starting the business. And then I left the schools and now I've been doing, um, my own business, since, oh, well, maybe it's been about two years since I fully left working in the schools. That's awesome. Right. So, so how did you become a speech language pathologist? How did, how did <laughs> okay, you discover this, this amazing profession? <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. So the, the beginning of it has probably something to do with it. Um, I don't really remember, but um, I have an older brother. Um, so my parents knew there was something going on when I wasn't talking the same. Um, I started to learn signs. No one could understand me. Um, I understood myself um, and my brother claims to understand everything I said, um, but my parents got me in birth to three um, pretty early on. Uh, my mom was a special education para, so she knew something 
was amiss. Um, it turns out I had a severe phonological disorder. Um, so it's kind of interesting now looking back, my mom had kept some of the paperwork uh, from my IEPs. Um, very different <laughs> having to handwrite all of those, I'm sure. So I was in birth to three. And then I think I went to speech therapy until I think I was dismissed somewhere around first grade because I I have like one memory from speech therapy. Um, and that is being taught how to do the really cool S in the nineties, where you draw three lines at the top, three lines at the bottom and you connect them. And then memory, (laughs) that's the memory. And then being walked to the bus Mm -hmm. after school. Um, and then I've been told that I would cry when they would have me make Uh, do Barbie games because I don't want my Barbie to be named Lily (laughs) because everything (laughs) had to be, you know, (laughs) the sounds you were working on. on. Yeah. Um, And so I really have had no memory like from uh, first, second grade on through schooling. I knew I wanted to do something in the healthcare profession. Like I was um, I'm from, the Seattle area. So I got accepted to the University of Washington. And um, I was going through the medical um, route because I wanted to do nursing. Um, And I went to the orientation for uh, the medical field, the medical route um, people. And they had in the auditorium on the um, big screen, all the different routes that you could go. Um, And of course, nursing was up there and the UW has a huge medical program. So all those fields were up there. And then they had this acronym SPHSC and somebody who was leading the the, um, orientation was like, does anybody know what this is? Um, No one knew. And then they were like, that's our speech and hearing sciences department. And I, had this moment, I mean, you could have like hit me in the head with it. That is what I'm going to do. And I remember I was dating my husband at the time. I remember going back to his house afterwards and I was like, I'm going to be a speech therapist. That is what I'm going to do. There was really nothing, maybe like internally somewhere in the back of my mind, like my history of the phonological disorder came up, but really it was just a moment of that's that's what it is and ever since then it was the course I took so that's my long story into (laughs) how I became a a speech therapist that is a good one um I like I feel like it will give some parents struggling through taking their kids to speech therapy some comfort to know it did not leave a lasting scar it did not leave a lasting scar I remember learning how to make the s and I can still do it to this day It's stuck. And and my mom, I she was like, all I want her to be able to do is be able to say her brother's name, um, which is Ross. Um, and oh, I, that's a so, rough one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So, and you know, I I do think there's some like um, speech stuff that runs in our family, uh, mm. which is pretty interesting now. Like being an SLP and kind of, you know, taking note of that stuff. My boys, oh, they're little lateral lispers. So 
uh, and those THs, we are at that age. I have an almost nine-year-old and almost six-year-old. And so the almost nine-year-old, I'm like, yeah, we're working on this now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good. So how, <clears throat> how does the mom who's an SLP deal with your child? Gosh, I, you know, I'm sure there's other SLP moms out mm-hmm. there that have it goodness, they don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. Nope. nope. No. <laughs> and it, it's funny, you know, I'm surrounded by all these amazing SLPs. And so the boys will come into the office and um, other SLPs will start to, uh, to work with them on it. And my husband goes, Dana, you are a speech therapist. Don't you just work with our kids. And I'm like, they, mm-hmm. it, I, how do you convince your husband? Yes, I have all of the credentials, all of the qualifications, mm-hmm. but the children don't listen to me because they're my own. Yeah, yeah. it never works or, or it, seldom works. Yeah, yeah. You, you need that outside that outside authority to say, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Separate those roles. Yes. I agree. That is, that is the route that we're taking. So there is some SLP mom out there that's in the same position as me that feels my pain. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so let's let's talk about telepractice and how that came about. And oh goodness, experience there. You're getting a lot of interesting stories out of me today. Okay, so if you can picture this, I'm 30, 32 weeks pregnant with my second child, sitting in my speech therapy office in a middle school. Um, pretty nice office for SLP standards. It wasn't a closet. I had windows Mm. to the hallway, so that was a mansion for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and, uh, a friend, another coworker who worked at the high school, we had our, our daily conversation over the phone. Um, she was a speech therapist too. Um, and she was like, you know what, I'm, I might do look into this teletherapy thing. And I'm like, (laughs) what's teletherapy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started looking into it some more and I'm like, Hmm, maybe. And I called my husband. I think it was that day. I was like, maybe I'll dabble with some teletherapy on the side. Like, um, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of was the beginning of it all. So, um, ever since then, it was just hit the, hit the ground running a slow, a slow run. It was a walk at first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think those, those that had the option, you know, pre pandemic, that is a good way. (laughs) That is probably the suggested way (laughs) to go into teletherapy. (laughs) What we all faced with during the pandemic was not mm. teletherapy. No, no. <laughs> that was, I, I it was think survival therapy. It was, yes, yeah. exactly. Definitely survival therapy. Yes. Yeah. We, everybody was just thrown into it and then everybody's at home and it doesn't look the way teletherapy is supposed to look. And even right. us teletherapists were like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So. Cause you even had, you had like kids that maybe you were seeing at school that were at home now. And then you had everyone at home. I had families where I was like, please limit who is watching Netflix during our session <laughs> so we can get enough bandwidth to finish mm-hmm. the session. I am sure, you know, when you work in the schools, you usually have like this journal of like the really funny, crazy things that are said during your day. Right. right? Mm-hmm. 
I think there are many of us that have the what just happened on the screen moment, <laughs> especially behind the child. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you realize we can see into your house mm-hmm. right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've yep. seen some um partially clothed people walk by yep. and move yep. everything. Yep. The yep. best is when the kid would be wearing headphones, so it would I felt like that especially like made the family feel like because they couldn't hear me, I couldn't hear them. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I could hear them. <laughs> it's like a toddler hiding behind a tree, like yep. a little branch. I can't, you can't see you, see so you can't see me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, and during- I so with your telepractice, were you focused on middle school students or did you have a, a wider? So, you know, picture this, you know, pregnant, like very pregnant. So um, we, I, I was talking to my husband and I was like, you know what I could do? I could see some clients through teletherapy, some private mm-hmm. clients start dabbling into that more clinical aspect. Um, and he was really the one that said, Dana, why don't you hire somebody to do it? And then you own the company. Um, So really the whole business, Next Level Speech Therapy was kind of um, started on this premise of like a private practice model. Mm -hmm. Um, And really it wasn't me. I would have, I I feel like SLPs a lot of the times we're the ones that want to do the work and and get there out there and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was really like, protect your time um, and try this. Um, because I was still working full time in the schools and I'm about to have a a second child. Um, and so we did a lot of talking through it. Um, and we, it was a slow process. I think, you know, I see a lot of comments on the, the teletherapy boards about going out on your own and, and starting a business. And, um, I often comment on those. There's a lot behind the scenes, to really set up a business and you really want to make sure you have your, your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's it. Honestly, I think this was all 2018, um, that we had gotten a lawyer. We, um, talked through with lawyers about how best to set up the company. Um, and because of teletherapy, you're going across state lines. And so the, the advice was to do a professional corporation because a lot of the times LLCs aren't recognized across state lines. So there's a lot of information that you just kind of pick up and learn along the way. Um, and so I want to say it was about, oof, gosh, two years of just getting the ducks in a row and, and dabbling in it here and there. Um, and it was really a formal, former special education director um, that worked in a, a in a more remote area that said that I kept in contact with. And she was like, I need you for a maternity leave. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can do this remotely. Um, and she was like, well, send me your contract. And I'm like, I don't have a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that, that was my first school contract too. I was like, <laughs> okay, I will send you one of those as soon as I figure out how to yes. make one. <laughs> there was there was quite a lot of googling happening yep. uh, that night, and I think we were up. Oh gosh, 
12 hours really putting together this like really infantile like contract we don't even know what rate we're going to charge or anything (laughs) like that um so she I I credit I credit her to the next level as it is today because that was our first school contract and it just uh it just grew from um from there and to come full circle she now works for us perfect she retired and she's like i need adult supervision and some (laughs) some travel money so very nice so what what would you say is kind of next level's niche or what sets you apart from some of the other companies that are out there yeah that's a great question so for us it's you know an slp owns and runs the company Um, and that gives it a different perspective. Definitely. Um, they feel very comfortable talking with me and, um, because I understand I I've been there, I understand it, but also, um, I'm bound and determined to keep it, um, SLP owned and operated. So people that we hire for marketing are SLPs, um, sales and recruiting is, um, an SLP, um, so, and, and we only, uh, currently, um, staff speech therapists. So, um, cause that's, that's my comfort level. That's what I mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've, I, I would say makes us stand out. Yeah. So is it, um, are you guys now doing more school contracts, more just private therapy? Um, what's, or is it a mix of both? It's just school contracts right now. Okay. Um, next level is, um, and then I, I branched off and um, I, I think a lot of people would probably say you're a little bit crazy, um, but we started another company that's an in-person speech therapy clinic in our, in our town. Um, and so we're, we're doing the private through, through that. In the in-person. Yeah. Which is a totally separate um, business. Um, to keep them, keep them separate. So, yeah. And are you seeing more families wanting to do in-person than telepractice? How, what are, what are you seeing? So privately, I see more families wanting to do in-person, um, mm-hmm. school-based it's, it's really hit or miss ironically here in, uh, on vacation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I find SLPs everywhere. I swear. Um, I'm at the pool with my kids and, and this wonderful lady is talking about, um, uh, an ATV experience they did. And she was like, yeah, the kids have to wear helmets, but the adults don't. And I'm like, eh, I'm a speech therapist. I think I'll, I'll stick with the helmet. Um, and she's like, I'm a speech therapist too. <laughs> um, and, and now I'm a director and I'm like, I want to ask you some questions, you know, (laughs) because there's, there's this, and you guys are probably seeing it. SLPs are leaving in droves um, from brick and mortar. The pandemic has really changed how we view how we can do therapy, which Mm -hmm. is, is wonderful and great. There's so many awesome ways we can do that. And schools are going, hold up, hold up, hold up. We want in person. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So there's this huge, um, kind of divide that I'm seeing. Um, schools are saying we we really want in person first, and and therapists are like, that's great, well, but we can to- do this remotely. Right. And it's it's almost like why why do I need to be there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So I think there's, um, you know, a lot of education for schools um, and SPED directors and and the fear of, is this now a a thing that's staying in? Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) So what do you think that is? Why why do you think that there's still schools that aren't on board or that are hesitant to jump into or continue, I guess, if they they were needed to do it during um, COVID and maybe that's why? Uh, why is that, that they're hesitant for the telepractice? You know, I, it's a good question. That's like a million dollar question right there. Um, I think, I think people are just ready to kind of be done with this pandemic and uh, teletherapy and, and remote is still that, like that picture of COVID and what it looked right. like. Maybe mm-hmm. they've had bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a, a few stories of that. Um, and then more uh, more urban areas, there's more SLPs to kind of pull from. Um, mm-hmm. the The remote areas are are having a harder time. Um, but I think, you know, honestly, it's really good conversations with um, with schools to say this is what it looks like. This is how we, view teletherapy. This is our success that we've had. Um, you know, services or no services is kind of what it comes down right. to. Yeah. yeah. And then how, how do we, how do we mold it to make it work and make it fit? So. I like that. I like that. And the idea of it doesn't have to look just one way, you know, maybe it's, an SLP working with a paraprofessional yep. or, or a parent or, you know, a classroom teacher um, to have it be more individualized to that child and not have it be just, this is the one way that teletherapy looks. And I think that they have a view of that. Now here's something really cool. We have some super amazing SLPs that work for us and the hardest population, those wee little ones, yes. <laughs> the wee little preschoolers mm-hmm. yes. who are the cutest little things, but, uh, you know, how do you, and I've heard this from, I was actually at ASHA and there was a speech therapist, a head speech therapist in one of the very, very urban California school districts who we were, our team sitting there, we're going why are you discrediting teletherapy so mm-hmm. badly right now when it it does and it it can work um yeah. and it was mainly because of the young population they're like how do we serve this population and one of our SLPs she works with the paraprofessionals that are there with the kid they put airpods in so mm-hmm. the paraprofessional hears the speech therapist and the kid is not distracted um, by the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. and they don't know what the speech therapist is saying. Um, and it's really, I'm, I'm very intrigued by it and it's worked mm-hmm. really well. So, yeah, yeah. That's what, um, I ha- see some of those kids that are the really little ones and that's an idea that I've tr- played with 
but I'm losing my really good paraprofessional. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to get the next time. But that is an idea I've played with. And I've done a lot of, um, I've done a lot of green screen to keep yes. those kids engaged. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I do, when I get frustrated, then I think about, I have a four-year-old and I think about <laughs> trying to get her to sit for, you know, half an hour and do anything with me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it is. It's like, you know, the getting your own kids to do therapy with you. But I, I oh. you know, I'll have parents. Some Sometimes I see them at a preschool and sometimes the parent is bringing them in just for the speech services. And I tell parents like, hey, I don't expect this to be that they sat at the computer and did something with me the whole time. And they're like, but they can sit at the iPad for hours. I was like, it's oh my not gosh. the same thing. It's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not. <clears throat> I, you know, and that's so... You mentioned your paraeducator. I, I just want to give a shout out to all those paras who are our amazing remote paras because right. they honestly have become a, a special place in our hearts. Um, there's one that's in his, I think he's in his late seventies and every teletherapist that is in the company that works with him is like, we love Clive. <laughs> Clive, never leave us. And he's just so happy to work with the kids. It's the most right. wonderful thing ever. That's I love that story, too, because I think that we have a picture of who will be a good person to be that paraprofessional. And a 70-year-old man would not be my first guess <laughs> to be no. the one who was tech-savvy enough to get the kids on the computer and everything like that. So, But I've had everything from, like, no one, literally no one, to, yep. like, the music teacher, to the librarian. And, you know, they all can be really good in their own way if, you, if they have that, you know, know, like training and those given directions um, to be what you need them to be. Yes. Yes. We love our paraeducators so much. Um, And, and funny enough, it's the older ones, the ones that have, you know, that are in their seventies that I don't know, they are just, they're rocking it right now. Well, they're all rocking it, but like, I think you're right. We have this picture of who is our support person, um, but it can be so many. I think I'm going to plan on that. I could do that. And when I <laughs> is, that, is that your second, <laughs> your second career? <laughs> could be. See, I was thinking Walmart greeter because uh, I like the little vest they wear. <laughs> but maybe I could be a parent working with you guys. Yeah, I could, I could yeah. be your pair there. You could yeah. come, come or hang Dana, out with yeah, us. I could, I yeah. Could, yeah, I could do that. I like, I like that. that yep. yep. I have a little more time, but uh, I'll have to okay. think about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's been quite a few special ed directors that I've, I, we work with that are saying, hmm, what else can I do? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I think that's, um, I like that you've given some speech therapists when you were talking about that you have speech therapists as your marketing directors and all of those things. I think that Mm -hmm. you've given them a, what else can I do? But, and it's, um, I think it is a unique business model too, because there's that pairing of, we might not know marketing as well, but we know speech therapists better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, I like that part of your business and that you've kept that focus. Yes. That's it. That is our huge focus. I think we all have 
each like unique qualities and and interests and so the person that does our social media she's super interested in all the social media marketing and she's really good at Mm -hmm. it so Mm -hmm. and then um you know sales and marketing it's like I love talking to therapists like I don't know how to do sales I Mm -hmm. but you know everybody is capable of of doing something different it's it's the drive it's you know, I'm, I'm willing to learn and, and try something new mm-hmm. and Hey, we'll support you along the way. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So have you, um, or your therapist have any like go-to activities or resources or ones that you provide as a company to them? Yeah. You know, we're always looking at like, what should we provide? Like, what are the therapists wanting, needing? Um, we have ultimate SLP. That's, that's a big one. Um, everyday speech. I think that one, uh, we are deciding to either renew it or not. Um, we try to have something in each category. Um, we have a fluency one, um, something Stephen, I think there, I forget the name of it, but you know, we therapists say they'll email me and they'll say, can I try this? And I'm like, yeah, we can totally like try it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll pay for it for like a month, like a month trial. Just let us know what you think. Let us know what, if you think it's going to help the therapist, like um, we send out surveys to our company to see like, it is what's working, what's not working. What do you want um, yeah. type of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of, it, you know, there's, there's companies out there that have their platforms Right. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I like the tried and true. <laughs> I don't want to go with trying something, you know, like super techy and putting a platform together, but then it's also the, you don't want to deal with like copyright, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, I think a lot of people have run into that and sometimes it is just better rather than reinvent the wheel to use the things that are out there. But I like that you said that you're providing it for, you know, those subscriptions and things that you're providing it for your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And then if there's something new out there that, uh, and a therapist lets me know about it, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, through the pan- the pandemic, as much as it was frustrating and, you know, not a great fun thing to live through, we did as SLPs, get like this boost of, of activities and different things that we yeah. can try with our kids. Yeah. That's so. what every time I would go to it in SLP training and things before the pandemic, I'd have to think now, how can I, it wouldn't be about telepractice and it would be me trying to think now, how can I adapt this? How can I make this work for telepractice? And now post pandemic, everyone at least knows to address that if it's not whole conferences and entire days of just telepractice content. And that's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Do you just love IEP meetings and family (laughs) meetings that are remote (laughs) that you don't have to coordinate 12 people to get together in the same room at the same time? Uh, Yeah. Yes, actually, that was one of my favorite things of the pandemic, because for some of my parents, it was the first time I had seen them 
or or even some of the like the principal or things like that because you can't point the camera at everyone at the same time when they're all sitting around the conference room table. <laughs> so someone was like, "Oh, that's what you look like. I've only heard your voice. I've never seen your face." Okay, here's a fun here's a fun little story. So there's been I've worked with some kids. Um, you know, the school is maybe like two hours away. So I'll every once in a while go in person. So the first time I go in person, I love to find the kids in their the hallway, you know, like during passing time. And I'll just be like, hi. And they look at me <laughs> and they're like, the look, the look is the mm-hmm. best thing in the world. Like, why do I know who you might be that voice? And then I go computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah. If you walked around with a little like box around your face, maybe that would work. In the- so, yeah, the joke is, you know, when I meet, you know, I, when I meet teachers in person for the first time or some, or school staff, like you're really, a, I'm like, I'm really a real person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so Dana, what is the, what is their next uh, few years look like for the company? Where do you want to go? How do you want to continue to grow? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Yeah, we um, we're looking at doubling this next this next year. I have the hardest time, and this might be a, a, a speech thing, like to talk in years from January to January. Like, mm-hmm. I, like years to me, it's like a school year. Like right. the year starts in September. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the yeah. worst. Oh, so, there's our house is full of educators, so that's how our brains all work too. <laughs> So, the, you know, this next year, you know, um, our goal is to have, um, you know, 25 more school contracts and nice. 50 more SLPs. Nice. Um, and what but, states are you looking at? Do you focus we, on certain we states? Fo- so funny enough, so I'm Seattle based. And so mm-hmm. the SPED directors kind of, you know, catch wind of I'm local to that area. And then they start to feel more comfortable. Like mm-hmm. you can pop in if things you know, if you, things are needed. And so Washington has kind of grown rapidly and then we've spread, you know, Alaska and we've got 18, I believe we're in 18 States now. Um, we're open to all of them. It just, it, it just takes time to, to do that, that growth and, and Mm -hmm. do it in a way where it's not rapid and you're losing, you're losing touch. Um, cause that's Mm -hmm. never, ever, ever what I want to happen. Like therapists, they have access to me. The special ed directors have access to me. Um, and that's something that I'm passionate about. Like I'm a real person, even though I own the company. Um, I will admit that my favorite color is pink with sparkles. Glitter is the best <laughs> thing in the world. Like I will just say it <laughs> as a real person. Um, and and I've, I've found that SLPs really appreciate that. I'm not just somebody that they can't get a hold of, or I'm only going to call you if there's something that's, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's good leadership. You know, it's, it's about being real and being authentic. Yep. Yeah. So Dana, how can people reach out to you and, and learn more about the company or if they are interested in maybe pursuing some employment? What's the best way to go? Yeah. So our website is um, nextlevelspeech.com. Um, so we have a super easy on our careers page. They can just put some information in. Um, and then that goes, it, it honestly, it goes to me and my email and um, Emily um, and Rob who helped me. Um, 
uh, talk with therapists. Um, that's a super easy way. The other way is if they're on the telepractice board for SLPs, I'm on there, uh, Dana Sanders, um, or if you just, um, search next level speech, like you can DM me, message me. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, best of luck with everything you're doing and, uh, come back and join us at some point in the future. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Have me back anytime. Thank you, Dana, again, for joining us on the podcast. You can check out what Dana is doing over at Next Level Speech Therapy. Go check her out. She's doing some good stuff. And with that, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. If you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. That always helps us to attract new subscribers and new listeners. We always appreciate those five-star reviews. And until next week, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network. 